This is Lee Coombs and you're listening to... What, what are we doing? You're listening to me, Katie, on Lowering the Tone. Many thanks for the overwhelming response to the first show. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I wasn't expecting that. And thank you for everyone that subscribed to the mailing list. You will receive a track listing for each show. In case you haven't, head over to meetkt.com. This episode, I've got my good friend Dylan Rhymes in to do an interview. My business partner of Lot 49, um, godfather to one of my children, one of my best friends. Uh, you will tell by the interview, it's just a lot of banter. If you're offended easily, don't bother listening to it. But that's not to the end of the show. So in between now and then, I plan on playing some half-decent music right across the boards. Techno, electro, house, breaks, progressive, pretty much all the music that I like. And I would do my best to mix it as professionally as I can. I'd say thank you to everyone that made it out last night. The Jam in Brixton for the Pineapple Tribe Sound System Party. I was playing alongside Plum DJs. Uh, when I walked in, I could best describe it as like a House of Pain video. Just a mosh pit going off. I should also give Matt, the promoter, a shout done a blinding job promoting that party. Uh, London needs more promoters like you. That's enough chat for now. Let's get our heads into this. You're listening to me, Katie, on Lowering the Tone. Rusty, I can't believe nothing you say. Cause I'm around and I see what you do. You 
think you slick, but you could stand a lot of grease in the things you do ain't never really pleasing. A few of you have commented, I don't play enough breakbeat. Hmm. How about this then? Technically it's breaks. on lowering the tone. Oh, 
Thanks to those that made it out last weekend to the Stay Young and Die Pretty Party in Paris. That was on a boat, uh, Le Petit Bain. I was treated exceptionally well by the promoters and the sound system in there was awesome. The decor was fantastic. I also got a chance to meet Jeff and Sai from the Spiral Tribe. Very interesting characters. They promised me that they would come and do the show. Also, on the subject of shows, I'm really pleased to announce I'm going to be in Australia for December and January. I'm still confirming where I'm going to be playing, but ones that are already in the bag is at Breaksfest in Perth on Boxing Day. I'm definitely doing that. Also, I'm going to be playing at the Rainbow Serpent Festival. I've heard a lot of good things about this event. As I've mentioned before, if you go to meetkatie.com and subscribe, I'll make sure you're updated with all the information first. It's a blast from the past. Don't forget, I've got an interview with Dylan Rhymes coming up. I've got a ton of great music to play you first. Well, I think it's great.
and you're listening to Lauren Natan. We're going to get a little bit trippy.
Thank you very much for all your birthday wishes. Yes, it was my birthday on Monday. And um, I have nothing to show for it apart from a sore head. This hangover's lasted me nearly a week. There's a few people I'd like to give a shout out to. Uh, Justin and the Nexus crew in Burlington. I'd also like to say hi to Thomas, Lucky23. Uh, Cracking Remix he's done for us for lot 49 also meter kid panel and the rest of uh, b massive crew out there in budapest also a big shout to ian dembo daniela downs in washington dc i'm looking forward to coming out there with lee in november i think we're playing for you if anyone's interested in getting in touch with me you can email me at mark at meetkatie.com
I really like that. You're listening to me, Katie, on Lowering the Tone. I'm going to take the tempo down slightly, lift the mood and groove things out a bit. I heard this track while I was in a taxi in Berlin a few weeks back. Um, the taxi driver didn't speak English, so I shazammed it. <laughs> to my surprise, it came up with the track as well. But you don't need to do that. If you want to know my track listing, head over to mekatie.com, subscribe, and I will add you to the newsletter, which will give you all the information on this show.
Katie, and you're listening to Lara Natone.
on lowering the tone.
those of you who don't know, you can download this podcast on SoundCloud or you can also download it on iTunes. If you do download it from iTunes, if you could rate it and make a comment, that'd be appreciated. You can also stream on Mixcloud or Podomatic. Alternative, just keep an eye on my Facebook and I'll be throwing up links all the time so you can just grab it off there.
hope you enjoyed the mix. Got a little bit deep there, which I don't think is such a bad thing, but I'll let you be the judge of that. If you're interested in helping the show, all you need to do is share the link. Retweet, make a comment. That's all I'm really after. Just um, a little bit of awareness. That would be a great help. You're listening to me, Katie, on Lowering the Tone. Let's get to this interview with Dylan Rhymes. Exclusive. So, welcome to my second interview. And I've got um, Dylan Rhymes with me this time. And the crowd go wild. Um, this has got to be better than the last one because I was pretty drunk when I was interviewing Micah. You saw me down yeah, the yeah. pub, I was hanging. Probably a lot more boring this interview now. Um, so, um, welcome to my podcast. Thank you very much. It's actually in your front room. It's not really much of a podcast. It is in a, my front room. Um, as, a, as a lounge hangout with your friends. Well, I was trying to keep it kind of very casual. Keep it casual. He's let the snakes out as well. The snakes are roaming around the front room. That's code, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he's got his snake out. He's got his snake out. Um, so no one will notice. <laughs> uh, I can see where this is going. Yeah. So um, it's Marvin. Is your real name? That's me. So I'm not going to call you Dylan. Okay. Meet Mark. Sorry. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. Thank you for those people that posted up some questions for Marvin on my Facebook. I won't read out your names because some of them I just can't pronounce. <laughs> I guess we just started at the very beginning. Lot 49. Yes. Tell me a bit about it. It's a record label, home to many great artists. Such as? From yourself, <laughs> me, Katie. <laughs> um, yeah, well, obviously, uh, seven, no, what am I talking about? Seven, nine, nine years. Nine years. Nine years of bloody hell. <laughs> I thought it was 2011. I've lost a couple of years. Um, yeah, so nine years on. Um Home to myself, yourself, Lee Coombs, Vandal. Black and Blunt. Black and Blunt, indeed. Dopamine. Ro- dopamine, the rogue element now. Yeah. He's just recently come on board. Um, yeah, just basically a home for sort of, you know, like-minded uh, underground music producers such as yourself and me. Yeah, that can't find anywhere else to put out Yeah, music. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the most what, like professional dump- like podcast, leaving my phone on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn mine off. Otherwise, words with friends would be popping off every two minutes. Nine years. Um, how many albums? Thirty-two. Is it? Quite a few. Yeah. Thirty-two not, albums. Not all physical, but a majority of those were physical product. Yeah, a lot of vinyl to start with. A lot of vinyl, a lot of CDs. Um, obviously, now we're in a different age, moving into the digital age, so it's all uh, online now. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, and hundredth um, release. Yep, hundredth release coming up, um, which is going to be. Uh, are we can still splitting it into two two parts. I think so. We're kind of a bit it's undecided on this. It's either going to be an album or split into two large EPs. But the way it's looking, I think probably two releases will be yeah. better. But yeah, we've got all the crew back on board. Um, Leads to come up with a really good track. Chevy One's done an awesome tune. Um, me and yourself have done a really good collab, which is a bit different, really, from what we normally do. Yeah. Um, really into that. And then yeah, just waiting on tracks from from all the other regular artists. Yeah. Um, Rogue Element, we're still waiting on. Yeah, still um, waiting on Ben's track, which I'm sure it come through with another killer track. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, um, so that's all peak time kind of. Uh, it's all banging. 
banging tunes. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to getting them all together. And um, we're going to do some touring as well. That'd be good because yep. we haven't hit the road for quite a while together. It's always well, we've been banned from most places <laughs> together, so it's probably for the kind best. Of always goes a little bit pear shaped in yeah. some shape or form. Yeah, so looking forward to that. I got a few few shows provisionally booked for December in the states, so that should uh, should herald a decent tour out there. I think. Um, and with, with regards to label, someone sort of popped a question. For those that don't know, you're a sneaker enthusiast. <laughs> a sneaker well head, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, been in the music industry since the late '80s. Obviously, trainers is the uh, tire of uh, any producer. producer DJ out there. So yeah. So I mean, I've been you know obviously wearing and buying and collecting sneakers since late '80s. So. Yeah, I've got a lot uh, sitting there in the collection. And as as you know, because you came to that sneaker convention I did well, a couple it, of weekends yeah. ago. But this is what I've I started to get selling. <laughs> I've started selling now selling because I've got too even. many. Just, yeah, I had like over, over well, pretty much over 300 pairs. Um, that's whittled down a bit now because I sold a few. But yeah, I was still into them. I kind of sell a load, buy a load. So, you know, it's an addiction, yeah. But uh, one I'm trying to keep under control. <laughs> well... Yeah, it was um, I, it was pretty amazing to go and see it. Um, it was a '93 for East uh, convention, wasn't it? No, it was an opposite that. Oh, opposite Truman well, Oh yeah, Truman Brewery. Yeah, yeah, in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a good event. It was um, Crepe City. It was the eighth one they've done. Um, some guys I know that run it. Um, put on a really good event. Really professional. Um, you know, it's, we're, we're kind of a bit behind with the um, mayhem that goes on in the states. I've been to a few conventions out there, and they're just crazy out there but it's definitely definitely catching up because these, these up. trainers go for a lot of money didn't they yeah i mean i had stuff on on my my table for you know up to like 800 pounds Jesus. yeah 800 pounds <laughs> yeah i don't know if i'd buy a pair of trainers if i had a spare 800 quid no nah, well you know for saying that yeah. <laughs> you've done me a deal yeah <laughs> cut your deal do you two for um and my um my, my flatmate actually filmed it we just we were just watching um it's it's Almost like a documentary style. Yeah, just kind of like a bit of a kind of flash of the day, like a six-minute kind of uh, follow-through from the from where we set up and, you know, through the day. And uh, they had, like, competitions and sort of giveaways there and stuff. And he's kind of filmed that and um, just done it to the background of one of my tracks just to give it a bit of extra flavour. It looked good. It was yeah. very high-def sort yeah. of... Um, well shot. Yeah, know. it was. It surprised some, me. <laughs> yeah, it gives you gives you good insight. It's good for people that know a lot about sneakers because you know they can sort of pick out all the the uh, trainers from over the last kind of like 10, 15 years. You know. Right, and you're going to be putting this on YouTube, I guess. Yeah, we could be ready. up on YouTube sort of probably at the weekend or next week. And what was the name of the company? Your 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 size sneaker? eight UK. Because I'm, I'm a size eight, which is a nine US. Um, so basically, we can. It's mainly all pretty much size 8 UK stuff but some varying from 7 to a 9 right okay. so covering those scores, 5 sizes 7, 7 and a half, 8, eight and half, 9 as well. yeah exactly it's a common size 8 8s and 9s the most common size so right. yeah so we cut that bit we cut that dead air out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, so if you had, this is one of the questions I was trying to get to originally. Um, If you could choose music or sneakers, what would it be? Mm, Tricky. I mean, I don't really listen to a lot of music. Um, I I like producing music, obviously, but um, I don't really listen to a lot of music. So, if it was from personal 
end of things i would say sneakers but if it was for professional for work related stuff then i would say music because i get a lot more happiness out of making music than i do yeah with the sneakers but if it's you know personal hobby sideline thing then i would pick the sneakers i don't really listen to a lot of music outside of work so right that's my answer well that kills the question i was gonna ask you about what what music have you been listening to like outside of dance music i I do i do listen to music but it's not not that often because it's you know if you're working in the studio and you're banging it out the last thing you want to do is have music on at night right for me anyway you know yeah, I mean, it's good to keep a tab on what other people are doing. I still listen to a lot of dance music to hear what everyone else is doing, but I don't listen to it, you know, in the comfort of my own home or, right. you know, maybe in the car or at the studio, but that's about it. I sort of tend to have the radio while, while I'm cooking. That's kind of how, that's kind of therapeutic, getting mm. getting us off, getting to listen to some other other type of music. Yeah. What do you, you say? Muslim FM, isn't it? One you normally tune into. Are you being racist already? We've yeah. hardly started. <laughs> it's not racist. I practice the Muslim religion. Muslim How can they be FM. racist? Yeah. Muslim <laughs> FM. Really? Uh, right. So, um, yeah, well, as, we, as we mentioned about Lot 49 celebrating its 100th release, yep. which is a label that we, we set up and we've been running together for forever. Um, it seems that way. For the love of it, feels- I might add, not for money. Well, I think that's the miscon- um, misconception. Mis- yeah, yeah, about about running a label, people think that you make a lot of money. There's no. a lot of records, lot well, I say records, there's a lot of tracks that we put out that you know can barely cover costs. Sometimes, you know, you have the odd track that is a runaway success, but for every one you have doing that, yeah, you have ten that don't. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, you know, you got to put out music that you can stand by and that you like, yeah, and you know, and that you kind of rings true to the label but yeah it's not it's not for um financial success that's for sure yeah i think um there's a lot of love going into the music that you put out you you kind of have to love it because if not you're you know if you're doing it if you're doing it for the money you know you're gonna be poor poor <laughs> broke yeah so yeah it's a combination of you know like having having a label and getting getting the kind of the shows off the back of it and every now and then you yeah. have a touch like like last year we we, we picked up an adidas advert for a 30 hertz tune we released about six years ago yeah that was that was a good cop um nearly got that um nike advert as well which would have been would have been well tidy if we'd have sorted that but you know yeah aiming well, aiming tobin got it in the end so yeah, what a fuck him <laughs> also like he I've, needs the money i've never liked yeah him. <laughs> i bet he's really tight as well um, but what, what over the years? Do you have any highlights, sort of like none, musically? No, <laughs> no, absolutely none. Um, any yeah. music that we've released that you you just stand by and you think this is a fantastic album or, or release? Or? Yeah, I mean the highlights on the label for me, obviously. Um, I mean, initially, I'd like to say uh, me, you, all of your music, <laughs> your whole catalogue was just amazing. Uh, Mark just slipped me a twenty pound note over the table. <laughs> uh, no, I'd like to say. Let me think now about this. Um, I'll put you on the spot. Haven't I? I'd, no, I'd like. I, I want to say Miles Dyson's mix of Daddy over, but because he's such an asshole, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> so what I am going to say is, is obviously a killer release, which everyone who's in, who's followed the label and has bought music from us and over the years will agree is the Dubfire remix of Stop the Revolution which is which is a because it's timeless it still sounds yeah, as sounds good today good. as when it was released so if you're into you know 
techno house any of those kind of four four genres it's it's it kind of crossed all of those and i think everyone in those different scenes tech house scenes even played it um and, and i think it, it still would hold its own on the dance floor today yeah, yeah i agree that's a, that was a fantastic remix and mm. um the timing was good as well because you know he had just left deep dish yeah and, and it was one of the early sort of yeah and he, he wanted to, he wanted to kind of get stuck in with an underground project and um you know he volunteered that mix and um I agree. He's, you know, I've I've seen James Abelia open with it. I've seen, I've mm. heard that track everywhere. Yeah, and you know, it's, it, it 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 was nice. He started with a full vocal and then just dropped into an absolute killer groove. You Dark know. tech outfit. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. So that would be the highlight of the label, definitely. Um, as far as highlights highlights go in my sort of career, I suppose, sort of DJing wise would definitely be. Um, Got to be Burning Man, I guess, as a number kind one. I knew you were going to say Yeah, that. yeah, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? I mean, anyone who's been, they kind of, everyone says the same thing, I guess. But yeah, um, especially the first year because it was so new and so different. I've like, never done anything like that before. I mean, you know, everyone says, oh, I've been to festivals, I've been to stuff out in deserts and blah, 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 but it's, it's not the same. And it's really hard to describe to people. Um, but when they go, they kind of get it, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just the whole experience, you know, the people. Yeah, that many people in the same sort of vibe for that whole week is, uh, yeah, it's. Well, um, well, Burning Man's on right now, um, and one of the questions that someone asked on the Facebook page was, um, why, aren't why, why aren't we there? Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> good question. Well, because I'm doing this. I thought we'd stay here and do we a podcast because I don't see you that often. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I see you more than two or three times a week. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I went, first time I went was 2007 and I went every year for four years. So 2010 was the last time. 2011, I couldn't make it because um, I had another trip uh, at the same time. So once you don't go for a year, it's kind of it kind of fades and then it's quite easy not to go the next year. I think yeah. when you're going every year, you can't, you can't miss it. That was the same. Yes. So, I have the same form on that. Yeah. So last three years I kind of haven't gone, but like I'm kind of missing it now. So I'm thinking next year is probably going to be the, the return. Yeah. And our, our crew that we work with opulent temple, they're not doing it this year. Yeah. So that I didn't feel too bad that, that we missed out um, this year, but yeah, next year we're going to have to get back on it. Just, uh, I mean, my favorite two parties I played there, obviously uh, OT opulent temple, uh, for a nighttime party and then the best daytime party was for District which previously was Deep End um, all those guys from San Francisco I mean you know like Sid who runs at Oblin Temple yeah. um, Kramer and and Matt's brother and, and Clark and all those gods yeah. gods? well those gods. gods I call them yeah. gods but they're actually <laughs> guys really I'm going like to say guys. guys they are the gods <laughs> of dance music no I mean you know, and they are gods out there I mean you know those guys yeah. are putting on the best you know, dance events out there on the, For on the nothing, flyer. Maybe, yeah, yeah, you know, you know. It's, it's all, um, yeah, you know, they're supplying alcohol all day at, at uh, Deep End, at District, sorry. Um, yeah, they had like a cocktail bar last time yeah. I was there. Well, it's it like a full saloon, isn't it? I mean, unbelievable. Just crazy. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, anyone who hasn't gone that's listening, you know, definitely make it um, part of your bucket list and put it near the top because it's definitely, you won't be disappointed. No, no, um, that's for sure. Um, last time I went, I... It was it was a really good show as as always you mm. know like just looking around you had a lot of art there as well that people kind of 
a lot of people don't talk about. They just talk about the music, the sound systems, but yeah. the art is phenomenal. Yeah, it's good. It's good, and it's it's like epic as well. It's all like done on a big, vast scale. You know, it's not like you know someone make a sculpture out of a massive truck, like a big lorry. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like you just stand there going, "How the fuck did they get that here?" You know, and then they burn it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it burned at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like I remember last time I went, I I. I booked stupidly. I booked a show in Juarez straight afterwards. It was like not that. I recommend not doing that. Yeah, and heading off straight to another show after just such a crazy, you know, week in the yeah. desert. Well, at least the cocaine's cheap there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, and I arrived, and they were just let's party, and it's like I'd been partying ten days straight. I partied I just, out. I was like on, on my hands and knees. <laughs> and they do like to party in Juarez, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, they like to shoot people in the head as well there, which well, apparently is not a good look. <clears throat> yeah, well, yeah. Not, um, for, not if you get involved in it. It's funny you say that, because um, the same promoter wants to book Lee Coombs and um, Kim, his wife, won't let him go because it's... Yeah. Um, it's so on, dangerous. It's on the FBI list or something, oh, know, yeah, or whatever some, it is. Of you like, mustn't go there, you know. It's because it's so near the border, isn't it, to the states? So a lot of drug running. Yeah, and stuff. you know, it, I don't, you know, not particularly safe to hang out on the streets, but the clubs are very good, and yeah. you know, the parties are great. Yep. So recommended highly to go there, just not straight off the back of Burning Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so let's ask you some of the questions. Um, you were you were caught speeding the other day. I was caught speeding the other day. Yeah, <laughs> someone someone must follow you because they. It was yesterday. I oh, was it yesterday. <laughs> it was yesterday. Yeah. All oh, right. So yeah. somebody somebody asked, "What speed were you going?" I was doing stupidly doing sixty five in a forty. Oh Jesus! And they. I saw the guy, I was coming on an underpass and I was like, I, I just saw it. I saw the policeman had the gun on me and he got in his car and caught up with me and I knew he was going to pull me over. I thought, right, okay, so I pulled over. And uh, thankfully he said, look, you know, because it's over the, the difference in speed, it's over like 50%, you, you should be going to court to sort this out. But I've got the power to just deal with it right here and now. So I'm going to say you did 60 um, so you get a hundred pound fine and points. You got to take your. You got three points. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I think, know. I think it is. I'm hoping it's three and not six. Yeah, but yes. yeah. So stupid. You know, I was in a bit of a rush to get to the studio like you are, but you know, I'll take more time the next time, or I just keep a sharper eye out. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> six points would be a little bit crushing, to be honest. Just yeah. For... We did ask if I had any. I haven't got any points, so well, maybe you, can, you might. Have you gone can out. spare a few. Yeah, go go. I'll chuck six on him. Go on, fuck it. I got stopped once and I had nine points and he said, if I give you these three points, because um, I was on the phone while I was driving like an idiot, um, if I give you these three points, um, you're going to be banned. Is that the time you told me you cried and he, and he let you off? Yeah. And you like begged him and you said you'd give him a blowy? Was that at that time? No, that was another time. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, this time I... Um, I just, I just sucked him off. <laughs> <laughs> just sucked him off and just like, you can let me go. Um, somebody else has asked a question which is quite interesting. What Lies. Is, what is it about Miami? What does that mean? Uh, it, they're probably making reference to, we went quite a few years in a row and, and started to throw some free parties in Miami, yeah. which is very rare. Because no one would pay to come to this, we figured. So we thought um, we could do it free, they've got no excuse. What is it about Miami what is that it about makes Miami? people want to throw free parties? I think I think it's probably, I don't know. I mean, it's always been really good weather when we when we went, um, even though, when is it, March, isn't it? Yeah, Second yeah, yeah or third, week, third week of March. 
so normally most places are pretty cold then but um obviously miami being down so far south it's pretty hot so everyone goes it's you know kicks off their spring summer whatever from you know all the people traveling from all over the world a lot of industry people and you've got all the spring breakers that come down there so it's all it's kind of like um i think that's party vibe sh- that's a bit of a shit end of it though, the yeah but it kind of helps yeah. like with you know the the Lots of people on the street, and yeah. you know, any kind of bit of a buzz about the place. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it, was, ooh, it drags all of the uh, industry people down. Obviously, there's a lot of Americans that go, but you know, whatever. There's a, lot, there's a hell of a lot of Europeans. There's a lot of South Americans as well. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, it's like it tends to be like you know a lot less the Europeans go. Um, so it's nice to sort of sort of you know hang out with all the American sort of counterparts and see what other people are doing in their labels over in the states. I could catch up with a lot of people like we always do, you know, have yeah, fun with people. Yeah. Ultra, we've done ultra a few times and that was always quite mm. an exciting thing to, apart from last time I had to play my underworld were on. <laughs> it's like the only act Never going to be, <laughs> never going to be that busy, is it? <laughs> the only act I wanted to see in Miami. Yeah. Um, and I get, I get slotted at the same time as them. Um, I would like to say they were pretty gutted when they saw that I was playing at the same time as <laughs> them, but I don't. Think I don't they, think they did. No, I don't think they did. Um, so what else have we got? Um, oh, um, what, is your, what is your view on David Guetta? <laughs> I don't know I'm, why someone's this is, the first, this is the first time I'm actually going to think about this. Let me have a think. What do I think about him having? toured in australia one time for the future guys um he was on the same well, that was two tribes yeah future yeah, yeah, music yeah yeah because yeah. they do other shows but two yeah. tribes is a big one for a while yeah it? um yeah playing for for mark james um he was on the same tour there was a obviously like i don't know like 30 odd djs i don't know he was on it and he was like filming everything i'm trying to remember when it was do you remember when it was it was like six years ago yeah, probably. And it'd be... Five or six. It was before he sort of blew up as a cheesy one finger riff making pop man, but <laughs> but he was. Is that how you describe it? That's that. Well, that's what he is. I mean, cheesy one fingered what? Pop maker. Pop maker. Yeah, he makes pop music. Yeah, one yeah. finger riffs. Nice. And it's cheesy, but that fair play to the guy. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you know, no one. You can't. You can knock the style of music, but you can't knock the success and popularity. You know, because obviously, if there was no demand for it he wouldn't be there so no you know but yeah i mean my personal sort of opinion of what i saw of him while it, while we were all on tour was he was kind of annoying because he had a video camera on all the time and him and his missus were just filming everything and coming up sticking it in your face all the time and it was like fuck off <laughs> do you know what i mean or fuck off, fuck off with your crazy video techniques you know it's just annoying but you know i don't really know him so i can't really offer a, a personal opinion but, on him but, but that was annoying but as a rule that was what annoyed you about yeah him. well second thing that annoyed him the first thing that annoyed me was that he was french talking about annoying people tell me about steve angelo uh, I, <laughs> yeah there's another story that i like um and you, you you know maybe maybe you shouldn't sit and bitch about people but it's a funny story and well everyone knows that he's a complete tool and he's, he's arrogant i mean that's just that's just common knowledge but i don't want to i don't want to shit on people you know really I, uh, I mean you know yeah he's a tall he's arrogant you know there's there's a few you know whatever i met him i met him one year in in um, miami and um in the basement do you remember we went to a basement party with a uh, radio slave and 
Evil Nine. Yeah. And um, I met him there, and at the time, he was making this kind of like really cool sort of ravey house. This is before he hit sort of the, the commercial sort of yeah. run of hits that he's had. This is pre Swedish House Mafia. Yeah, yeah. This is before Way that. Way before that. And I sort of said to him, and I was smashed. I said, um, you know, this could be the future of house music, what you're doing. You know, it's really good. And he just turned around, he said, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right, yeah. Um, it sort of stopped me in my tracks. And um, yeah. he, he was with his manager and she apologised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm really sorry about that. Yeah, you should have just put, stuck your toe right up his nose. Um, so, so somebody else has um, sort of mentioned, which is in line with what we're just talking about, about EDM. And um, so with all the with all the bubblegum EDM, sorry, I'm reading from the Facebook page, all the bubblegum um, EDM... Is it in English? Do you want me to read it? Given mm, problems? Yeah. Um, is there more than four letter words? <laughs> um, when do you think the bubble will explode and will, uh, will underground music reign again? Uh, no. Um, I don't think the bubble ever explodes. It just changes its name, doesn't it? The commercial music, you know, it might change form, but it might have a different name. But I think it's always kind of champion. You know, well, it's, it's, it, it's, it's commercial because it's popular. You know what I mean? So it, maybe the name will change, but EDM just EDM, is such a shit name. It's got a stigma attached to it, but it's, it hasn't got a stigma attached to it if you're in it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> only only the bit we're in. Are we just jealous? Are we? I mean, are we? Are we kind of gutted as a popularity of it? Maybe a little bit. Well, you, you know? well, years ago when I first started going to America, it was just all called electronica. Like dance music yeah. was just lumped under electronica. Anything that wasn't rock basically was electronica yeah. made with keyboards, I guess. Um, whereas now EDM, I don't know. It's just whenever you say initials of, of a scene, it just kind of was it. What was this actually? Was it electronic dance, dance music? music? Yeah, but I mean, you could make up anything for that. It's acronym, dance music, isn't it? Yeah, you could call it. Well, I mean, what sort of dance music isn't electronic? I mean, is there a lot? Don't see many covers, folk, folk band covers Scar's of, of, kind of, of dancey. <laughs> don't see Robert Robert Miles' children covered by an old folk band or anything like that, do you? I think you should. I'm, well, I'm going to do it then. I will do it. Gypsy beats. Gypsy. Gypsy. Or pikey, <laughs> pikey rap. Straight in there. I'll kick the moment's gun out. The word of pikey. <laughs> <laughs> um, Irene. Who? Irene Boris from, oh, yeah, yeah. from yeah. Moscow, a friend yeah. of ours who's done some stuff for the label. He, he asked, um, have you quit DJing? And if so, why? Well, it's not, <laughs> not kind of, I mean, it's not really been, you know this, Mark. I mean, it's not really been my kind of main focus when I started making music. Obviously, working in the studio is my main love and that's what I really like doing. So DJing kind of, came off the back of the production and you know it kind of goes hand in hand if you want your records to sell you've got to be out touring and promoting vice versa you know so um it's not never really been my sort of like love or passion um i've i've i appreciate i've been able to do it and i've I've been to some great places and had a really good time um and then sometimes i've played some parties that i just think what am i doing here you know we've all had stinkers yeah everyone's had stinkers we've all had stinkers and um yeah so I just haven't been as active, proactive in the last probably, I don't know, since the beginning of this year, really. And I'm not seeking any work outside of certain areas. So slowing down, I would say, more than giving up. But but 
you know. More of her just having a break. Through. Yeah, on the whole, it's a great job and, and I've enjoyed it, but that's not what I set out to do and that's not never been my main focus. So um, I don't treat that as a, as a big loss um, by not doing as much as I used to. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, we're talking of which about um, focusing. Um, you set up a while ago... Um, a couple of sample companies. Um, mm. For those that don't know, we run Lot 49 as its own sample company called Loop 49. But, yeah. but you also do stuff outside that as well. Yeah, I yeah. started um, a, a business called Sample Station, um, offering up, similar to what we do with Loop 49, just offering up um, uh, ready-to-go loops um, for producers, covering from you know experienced producers who were just looking for like percussion loops, drum sounds, individual sounds, all the way up to um, newbies that are just starting out with, say, Ableton, that just want pre-produced loops that they can sort of chuck together to make make fresh make tracks sure. with, you know, just to learn and stuff, you know, because that's the way things are going now anyway. Um, so yeah, they've been been you know very successful. I mean, Loop Forty Nine has done really well. I think it's more Loop Forty Nine kind of appeals more to um, like the the DJ producer that kind of follows a label, you know, we've right. kind of focused that tailored more for that sort of end of things. And I think Sample Station is a bit more of a a tools kind of broad, uh, broader, yeah, yeah, sort of tools for it covers a bit of everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, and it's it's a, it's a you know good business. Um, it's very successful, Sample yeah, Station. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing really good. I mean, it's um, it takes up you know quite a bit of time. Um, that's why I'm not too too bothered about sort of you know the DJing thing and losing that sort of income. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously this is this something is something to I've, replace it. Yeah, something, and I've been focusing on that. But yeah, it'd be good. To, um, I think by the time the hundredth release tour comes, I'll be ready to get out there ready and to do smash some clubs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's, it, to be honest, it's nice having a little break, and then when you do get back into it, you mm. know, and especially when you tour with friends, that's the best. Yeah, you know, definitely. That's, you know, that's um, yeah, because never a dull moment then. No, you know, the amount, even even just sitting in a in an airport, you know, watching with, you with, drunk again, <laughs> talking rubbish. I tend, <laughs> I have a problem of stopping. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah, it's not starting doing <laughs> it's, it's actually stopping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You've ushered me I to a few shows. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Better stop there before, before one of us tells us. I'm interviewing you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, with with regards to the samples, you've got another one as well. It's not the sample station. What's the other one? Pro Tools. Pro Tools. Yeah, which is like a little um, offshoot uh, of Sample Station. That's um, basically great, artwork, great artwork. I've got yeah, to say. it's really, really simple. Like that artwork. Really simple. Um, they're kind of more smaller packs that are just literally. Uh, one-off tools, like, like, it'll either be like a hundred percussion loops or, you know, uh, a bunch of drum sounds, kicks, snares, claps, you know, that sort of thing. So again, more for the um, more for the sort of pro producer because they tend to more use uh, the individual sounds. They don't really like to use, you know, uh, loops that have already been played, like riffs and bass lines, because obviously, you know, if they... If, you can use it and buy it from that pack. Someone else can buy it. Whereas yeah. sort of home home producers and sort of smaller time producers aren't really that bothered about it. Do you do you hear a lot of samples that you've made in other people's yeah, tracks? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah all the packs. You've yeah, got, yeah, yeah. We had. Um, I mean, not that I noticed them particularly, but we had a uh, a few packs where a lot of the uh, sort of bass music producers have been using a lot of samples, like um, Doctor P, um, a bunch of those guys. You know, using like vocal hooks and drum loops and sounds and samples. You know, they're quite. I don't recognise them. A lot of the guys that we get to do a lot of the production of the packs, they kind of pick it out because they're only into that music. 
Um, and uh, yeah, they let us know, and then we just blast it all over the social sites. <laughs> <laughs> Help them promote it. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's it's good because you know it's like a lot of a lot of producers that they go, oh, I don't use loops, I don't use samples, I don't use this. It's like, yeah, well, you know, we know you're lying. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's as much as anyone can sit there and make a tune. We've all made tunes. I mean, you know, how far do you want to go back? Do you want to go back to when we started in the late 80s when they made tunes with a 909, 808 and, and a 303, you know, and a Juno 106? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I used to write all my own riffs, program the drums, do every single solitary thing, but you just don't need to anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I don't have any problem using a, a drum break or, or a loop or a sample or a percussion loop or something. I mean, I draw a line at sort of ripping off people's riffs and stuff Tracks, like that, yeah. unless it's a bootleg, you know what I mean? And I'll gladly take it. <laughs> Talking of bootlegs, you've done a few, haven't you? I've done a few, years. yeah. It's just, it's just harder to monetize them anymore because there's no, you can't, yeah. you can, there's no, the, the vinyl sales aren't that great anymore. So it's not like you can put out a booty and sell it anymore. Yeah, the vinyl sales, were, we, you know, we, 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 um, we had a great time putting out yep. vinyl bootlegs for a long, long time. Mm. We, I think we only got pulled up once in about 78 that was, eggs. that was mine wasn't it the tim that taylor was tim taylor yeah an acid track the, and the what was it the fog no no no, fog, no it was about. uh the, um, the uh, e ego acid was no, it no 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 it was the one with the ah oh, you know horny horny horn that's it. it oh the horn track horn that's track, right that's yeah it. the yeah, horn yeah. track egyptian empire that's it yeah cracking i used to play that every yeah set. it was a big tune yeah yeah, it was a good. That was a good one. We had um, yeah, we had a nice time with um, doing the breakbeat bootlegs of old Acid House tracks. Yeah, um, you know, people like Decline are still are still doing that, but they're selling them. I just kind of, I'm, I'm a bit kind of confused how they get away with it. Well, there's no confusion. They're just like Beatport overlook all that stuff. I mean, they're just uploading it. You know, they done that niggas in Paris, the Jay Z one, yeah. which just had the blatant vocal over the top. And I'm done... sure they didn't commission the vocal. No, but I mean, like Jay Z's <laughs> gonna even know, or like you know, is people even gonna know, or if that thing ever, that track ever existed? You, you know, are you saying that Jay Z doesn't know what booty bass is? No, no, <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, well, maybe he does. Maybe he goes to all the eleven uh, eleven events. I don't know. Maybe or hotcakes. Hotcakes, as yeah. you call it. Yeah. Let's get on to the subject of breaks. It's kind of an interesting one. It's changed a lot since you know some when we were kind of immersed in the in 90s the, immersed in the scene um you know i i i look through the breakbeat charts and i don't really hear much i, w I would like to play you know because of the there's a lot cheesier vocals but um what's your thoughts on the direction it's ended up in yeah i mean i don't know i'm just kind of looking back to how it started i mean back in the 90s um i suppose it was Big Beat and mm. New School Breaks, wasn't it? Yeah. Big yeah. Beat kind of kicked off first. And um, I don't think anyone really knew what they would, that it was like a new style. It was just kind of like doing tracks with breaks in, you know, break beats mm. in. And, and, you know, there was a lot of people championing the sound back then. Um, and then New School Breaks kind of took on for that because with a bit more techno kind of elements and sort of programmed broken drums. Um, you know, and it had a purpose and it, and it had a big following. And I think the only thing that's happened that's gone wrong in the scene is lately is that, that that sort of following and purpose has lost its way. And I think a lot of people, you know, 
back then, sort of late nineties, early two thousands, you could have done a party for five hundred to a thousand people in in London, a, you know, a one off party, and you knew it was going to be busy because we did. Yeah, yeah. You know, we basically did. And then I think now I wouldn't even dream of doing a party in London for more than three hundred people because I think you'd struggle. Yeah. Because yeah, because it's so splintered and and. There isn't such a following in, in that scene anymore, and then the sales have definitely dwindled. Um, I just think it's tough to, uh, you know, to 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 sustain it today. Yeah, and no, I guess the other scenes yeah. have kind of cut, come up, and you know, as if if you've just got into like dance music, you, you're more likely to kind of drift into trap or dubstep. I guess you know, yeah. maybe not now, but. Um, a couple of years ago, it was it was just taken yeah. over, didn't it? You know, and yeah. why would you make breakbeat when you know you can make, you know, a mediocre dubstep track and make a name for yourself yeah. quite quite easily? Yeah, exactly. You know, because people were following it. You know, yeah, because it was a, it's a fashionable sound. I mean, obviously now it's struggling. Uh, I think dubstep's taking a big nosedive, but you know, it seems to be. You know, it depends if you're following dance music here or in the states. I mean, that whole EDM bubble is still massive out in the states. You know. I do, yeah. The good thing I did will say about the American crowd is they're more um, accepting of different styles. You know what I mean? That like someone that would go out to a trance event would also go to see someone who's like a dubstep producer or a techno producer, and they're not as as open minded here. I think mean, yeah, I think the scenes are quite clicky here. People yeah. sort of stick to their their genre. Yeah, you know, I, I think out in the states as well, it's kind of like you know people. If you went to a trance event and, uh, like I say, electro house event, people tend to dress the same at all the sort of club events. You know, you get the candy ravers and you get all your sort of like nutty hippies or whatever. But like here, it, it's very clear cut and different. Yeah. Do you know what but I mean? But there's, there's, there seems to be a fashion for each yeah. genre. Yeah. You I don't know whether that's because people here, I don't know whether it's people here are a bit more, I don't know. I don't know. I've never really worked maybe that maybe here is just this kind of, because it's been going on for a little bit longer, it's kind of a bit more ingrained in the culture, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, the DJ culture's been bigger, I think in the UK. Um, well, I think Europe, it's a more of a lifestyle you live yeah. in, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, obviously, you know, like when you think of the roots of house music, obviously they started in the States, but yeah. I don't think it kind of blew up like it did here. Yeah, I mean, well, look at Ibiza. You know, yeah, that's probably a good example. Yeah, as the American call is that it. in London? The Americans call it Ibiza. <laughs> is that, is that Ibiza? in London? No, is that, I don't think so. Um, but you know, you you can get an idea of how how it, it's huge. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it, billboard posters of yeah. DJs playing on a Monday night. Yeah, but I mean, I went I went to IMS at the beginning of the season um, in Ibiza, and um, there was like I went to a couple of seminars the first morning. We was all staying in the Grand Hotel and that's where the, the seminar was. It was like blaring hot outside. First two, first two people on were like a couple of American dudes that were explaining how that EDM is, right. is a uh, 4 billion or 40 billion. I can't remember if it was 4, 4 billion, was it? No, or 400 million. I can't remember. It was some stupid figure anyway, what the value of, of what EDM was in, in on the planet, you know? And... Um, they were chucking these figures out and it was, you know, your typical sort of big up America sort of chat. And then it was at that point I looked outside and I thought, fuck, this sun's shining outside. <laughs> this guy's boring. You know what I mean? But it was, it, you know, it just goes to show you, it's like, it's all about the money. You get a big slice of the pie. It's all that sort of, out well, you States, find you know? that at the conferences, like even with South by Southwest, they, they're trying to rationalize and explain how you can, 
um, exploit the scene to make money. Make money, you know? yeah. And um, I, I guess whenever you go to like a conference and that's that's on the agenda, you know, you you you, you just switch off. Yeah. You just oh, it was all that's about. That's not what I'm into. Yeah, in it, yeah. You know? Yeah, it was all about all the highest earners in dance music, and it's like. Well, we'd all like to be doing that, but you know, a lot of us would like to be doing it with what, the way we're doing our yeah. music and what we like. You know, what I mean, we don't yeah. want to have to do. You know, there's no, there's no kind of like uh, uh, ten points of how to become famous. Or, yeah, or template. As, yeah. as go right if you do this, this, and this. But, well, you're saying that apparently these days all you got to do is get a mask and some sort of gimmick, <laughs> or some stupid fucking hat, look like a twat mouse, and you're off. I don't know. You don't think he looks cool? Cheesy, maybe something to do with cheese. It's like good production, guy, though. You got, you got to say. It's, oh yeah, it's, no, it's, no. I it, you yeah. know, you got to give it up for his production. It's just that the contents become a little bit sort of like, yeah, disposable. You know, they were they were talking about that DJ Blend as well at IMS. You know, that guy that wears that mask and shoots super. He's an American, another American protege. I don't know, twat, whatever you want to call him. Shoots like water soakers, lets off air horns. All oh, right, shoots shit in the crowd. Right, and uh, I saw a video, uh, some of the guys that we know, me and Mark play for a bunch of guys out in Boise, and um, one of them had videoed one of this guy's shows when he went, when he went to Boise, and he was filming the crowd, and there was like, the age group went from about, it was all ages, and there was like a 10-year-old kid in there. No. Yeah, I mean, like, that just, it's like kids that age at, at clubs, you know what I mean, where there's alcohol. I mean, obviously, they're not allowed to serve alcohol yeah. you know, to kids, but I mean, you know, in that environment, you know, just doesn't make sense. Does yeah, it? my my daughter's thirteen. I'm yeah, not sure. Would... I'm not sure if well, she's got more taste than that. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, um, but like Steve Aoki, you know, this the guy where he, with the exploding birthday cake or whatever it's it pathetic. is. Pathetic. You know, I saw a picture on Facebook the other day, made me laugh, and it was like two different pictures put together, and one was <laughs> Steve Aoki at one of his DJ sets, and another one was. Uh, uh, Hernan Cataneo, one of his DJ sets. I think it was Hernan Cataneo. Oh, right, yeah. And it said, it said, it said real DJ under Hernan Cataneo <laughs> and then like something like wank DJ or some stupid mug off on the other one. But it just goes to show you like, you know, you either are an entertainer yeah, so that, or that, you're an underground DJ. I mean, you know, you've got cool DJs out there. You've got, you've got DJs like, you know, James Sabila, Richie Horton, you know, Dubfire, Loka Dice, those people that are good DJs, play good music, underground music. They are making, you know, what a band would make to DJ. Do you know what I mean? They're getting, yeah. they're getting top money. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem is, is paying someone 25 grand to come out in a pair of fucking lime green trousers and a pair of espadrilles and a fucking wife beater. Like, spitting at the crowd and throwing stuff out of the crowd like t-shirts and stuff like that. it's like that's not a fucking dj set well you like you say it's it's, it's an it's entertainment it's a, yeah but it shouldn't be know. promoted as a dj set is it? it it sort of belittles the the love that people put into you know crafting a well a, you know a very nice and decent you know well thought out um dj set yeah but you then know, doesn't like, that doesn't that doesn't that make you think though that people aren't interested in that anymore this is what this is what i think now it's like people, people obviously don't care. they don't give a shit so what is it? What's the answer? Is it like you know? Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a bit of don a the Scooby Doo outfit, jump around on stage, you know? Yeah, maybe I should think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe some people can comment on that. What makes a good DJ? You know, I I I would say 
music, but um, clearly not. Yeah, you need I don't think it is these days. That's you what need I'm a blow up. What was it? He had like a blow up raft. He was crowd surfing in, mm, so he dear. had like a dinghy. So he, so he didn't touch the the the, the heathens. <laughs> I can't be touching skin to skin. I might get a rash. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he was in a, he was in a, the Forbes. Um, Highest paid DJs in the world. I think Who, it was. Who's that? Steve Aoki. Oh, Steve Aoki, yeah. He yeah. was like right when up there. He like, already. He's got rich parents, though, right? He looks like that type. He's he got, he's like, a, yeah, I'm sure he's a trustafarian. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. 100%, in fact. I think it's parents or one of his parents something to do with fashion or something. I don't know. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't know. Well, good luck to him. Um, kind of like me, really. You know, my dad was a car trader. Same sort of deal. <laughs> Why didn't you follow him into trading well, cars? I kind of did, really. <laughs> trading... Vinyl. Samples. Punting vinyl. Well, you're, you're trading trainers now. Two for a pound. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Yes, I guess you didn't... Um, the apple doesn't did fall. Fall too far from the tree. No, you're right, you're right. Uh, well, look, thank you for for coming in and chatting to me. Like I normally do, two or three times a week anyway, just this time we recorded we it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Standard. Um, is there is there anything that you want to say? No. <laughs> Nothing. This could have been a very short interview. Yeah. So what's been going on? Nothing. <laughs> what you've been making? Nothing. Nothing. What do you like doing? Nothing. I was just going on with the label. Who cares? Yeah. No one cares anymore. <laughs> so yeah, like with with regards to recording, um, just finally, can um, we give um, a saltier mention because um, yep. it is one of your big. Well, it is your biggest track in it today. You know that was a yeah massive. biggest Dylan Rhymes release, definitely. Yeah, and um, we we got a few mixes in. Yeah. Um, do you want to mention anything about those? Well, we've got uh, Sonny Wharton. He's done a really kicking. Uh, house mix, I suppose. I it mean, is a, house, what, what genre of house I, I wouldn't like to. It's got a bit of a Latin feel to it. It's a yeah. bit shuffly. I mean, there's so many different genres in the 4 4 scene, it's like hard to kind of pick one out for that. But I think it will appeal to a lot of more sort of, you know, main room house DJs, definitely. Um, then we've got Ben Rogue Elements uh, remix, which is really good, kind of more techy, but then it's got a bit of still, a ravey feel as yeah, well. Yeah. Ravey stabs of, sort of thing. I've don't want to say electro because it's not it gives what, the wrong what people, impression yeah because electro is kind of big room noisy complexo rubbish now but um yeah sort of more on the techier sort of tip which is really good um then we've got the ben remember yeah we like ben don't which we which is yeah ben smithson who's uh jamie records uh brother younger brother who's, who's one to watch out for in the future i think definitely. he's the older brother is he? Yeah, I think he's older. I think he's older. Oh, than I thought Jamie. he was his younger brother. No, no, I think he's like. Well, they're brothers. Yeah, yeah definitely brothers. Um, I think he's a year older. Okay. Did you get the Florence and Machine remix? Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Yeah, really, really good. good. But he's kind of doing a more kind of. He's in that sort of deep house kind of future garage Always kind garage of style. It, yeah. yeah, that everyone's kind of like. Uh, they're all jumping on it now, but he's he's been doing it for quite a while, which is uh, it's a good sound. I really like it. And uh, we've got Polymorphic. Polymorphic from, uh, I think he's from Moscow. Yeah, he's definitely from... He shares, he shares a studio, I know this, with um, Proxy. Oh, he okay. records for um, Tiger's Turbo label. Yeah, Turbo, yeah. they got a bit of a similar sound, to be honest, but obviously um, not as popular. Yeah. <laughs> not as many followers, unfortunately. No, that'd be but, nice. Or sales. <laughs> or sales, yes. <laughs> we mentioned... Uh, for every for every hit, there's ten. That's for every hit, there's a rip. Oh, that's not <laughs> that's, that's, that's something else. That's definitely one of the ten. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is it's just a bonkers remix. He he 
he, he put in an absolute just. It is, it's just all over the place, but it's well produced. In a good way. It's, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's an, it's an interesting mix. I, who was it? Um, what's that DJ? One of the DJ quotes we had. Oh. Um, I can't remember. Bill. Bill Brewster. Bill Brewster. Bill Brewster. <laughs> he said, what a pile of shit. No, he didn't. <laughs> what did he No, know? he, he didn't. He said, no, he didn't. He said, he said about the original, it was the original and actually an absolute bouncy classic or something like that. And no, then, he, said, then he put, he put <laughs> the remixes, Jesus wept. Yeah, no, 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 but he said something before that, like, the dire Jesus wept. Utter, might have been utter rubbish. No, yeah. utter rubbish, yeah. Jesus wept. That was it. Uh, well, yeah. At least he liked the original. At least he's honest. He is. We prefer those DJ quotes because um, we, can use we use them. those. <laughs> utter shite, Jesus wept. It's funny because if you get a bad quote, you kind of want to use it as much as yeah. as a good quote. You yeah, know, exactly. someone goes all to, to the effort of, you know, absolutely Slating it, slating it. You, you kind of want to go. Oh, well, well you know. can't blame the guy. Um, funny enough, I remember Elite Force um, slating loads and loads of music, and now I just think he can't be bothered to respond. But um, I remember some um, Aquas guy saying to me, uh, no, not saying to me when I went round, I'd done a track with them for their team players compilation, and they had pinned all Shaq's DJ responses, and they were dreadful responses, <laughs> but they had had them all pinned to the wall because they were collecting them. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> I was going to say something then, but I, I thought I can't. Brent's a funny one. Um, yeah, big up to Brent. We ain't seen him for a while. Little passenger boys, Aqua Sky. So, passenger boys. They sound yeah. like a bunch of... They does sound a bit... Sound like village people. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, they come, the passenger boys, live what, at trade. Uh, live funny at enough, pounder. I played um, Gay Pride a few weeks back. And um, somebody made a made a joke about me coming out, and um, and Brent well, that was just, years ago. But Brent just went, say that's well overdue. Yeah, <laughs> true that. So anyway, I think that's about it. We're um, yeah, we're pretty much nearly on the hour mark. Good. Is there anyone you want to? <laughs> anyone want to slate? Anyone else you want to slate? No, no, I'm good on the um, slating. I'm I'm a bit annoyed we didn't get the Steve Angelo story, but maybe next time. Maybe. But yeah, thank you very much for Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Mark Pember Pember Meet Katie thing. <laughs> Mark, I'm gonna call meet this Meet Katie. Meet Katie. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Meet Katie Pember. I was gonna call it the meat cast, but I've sort of come around to the idea of lowering the tone and um it's probably quite apt with yours. Perfect. So yeah, um can I get a few stings off you? This is This, this is, is Dylan Rhymes and This is Dylan Rhymes. <laughs> This is Dylan Rhymes. You're listening to Meet Katie on Lower the Tone. Lowering the Tone. I know that. <laughs> is this, this, Dylan is, Rhymes? this is Dylan Rhymes. You're listening to Meet Katie on Lowering the Tone. <laughs> this is this is Dylan Rhymes. You're listening to Lowering the Tone by Meet Katie. With Meet Katie. With Meet Katie as well. Even. Even. <laughs> I'm Dylan Rhymes. You're listening to Meet Katie on Lowering the Tone. I think that'll do. Cheers, boss.
get me through my day Oh, watching you sleeping Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it.